The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mythology Explained. Today, we're going to be discussing the goddess that served as the inspiration behind the name for the popular sporting brand, Nike. When we hear the name Nike, the first image that pops into the minds of most is the symbolic swoosh that so effectively represents Nike's brand. But what if I told you that some people picture something completely different? They picture a woman, a goddess. In Greek mythology, Nike was the winged goddess of victory, representative of victory both in war and in peaceful competition. Nike's parentage in Greek mythology is a little unclear. Hesiod's Theogony claims that Nike is the daughter of the eldest Oceanid Styx, goddess of the river that flowed on the boundary between Gaia, Earth, and the Underworld, and the Titan Palace, god of battle and warcraft. However, the Homeric hymns suggest that Nike was the daughter of Ares. For consistency's sake, we're going to run with Hesiod's version of events. Now, it seems only fitting that the goddess of victory should come from the same lineage as the god of battle. But as it turns out, Nike's siblings were similarly representative of subjects that pertain to battle and war. Nike's sister, Bia, was the goddess of force, power, might, bodily strength, and compulsion. One of her brothers, Kratos, was the god of strength, might, power, and sovereign rule and her other brother, Zelos, was the god of rivalry, emulation, jealousy, envy, and zeal. What a family. Nike is most commonly depicted with belongings such as a wreath, used to crown a victor, an oinakui, and fiery, for libations, commonly used for offerings to gods, a thymeterian, used to burn incense, an altar, a palm branch, and finally a lyre, which could be used for playing a song in celebration of victory. However, one of her most prominent and symbolic attributes was her wings, which she's illustrated with on most occasions. These wings were Nike's greatest asset, as with them she was able to fly around the battlefield, rewarding victory and glory by handing out laurel wreaths. Nike can sometimes be seen without wings, but there's a very specific reason for this, and it has to do with her supporters not wanting her to leave. You see, in the city of Athens, they loved Nike so much that they never wanted her to abandon the city. However, so long as Nike possessed her wings, there was always the possibility that she would leave. This ultimately led to the people of Athens stripping her image of anything associated with flying away, thus removing her wings. Nike could also sometimes be seen with the staff of Hermes. Hermes was the messenger god, the intermediary between heaven and all of the other realms, namely the underworld, the earth, and the sea, relaying communications between them all. His sphere of influence encompassed many facets of ancient Greek life. He was the patron of herdsmen, offering them his protection and ensuring the safety and fertility of their flocks, and as Psychopompus, leader of souls, he himself functioned as a sort of shepherd. His flock, the countless souls of the dead, he guided to the underworld. Hermes was betokened by his famous staff, a broad-brimmed hat favored by travelers, 
and his winged sandals. As the messenger of the gods and, in particular, as an instrument of Zeus, Hermes made appearances in many myths, bringing information and offering succor. Because of this, Hermes and Nike, also a predominant instrument of Zeus, crossed paths on several occasions, which resulted in the goddess taking temporary ownership of Hermes' staff, the Kyrakeion. The golden staff known as Caduceus by the Romans and Kyrakeion by the Greeks was a symbol of Hermes' role as the herald of the gods. The staff itself was short and entwined by two serpents, sometimes surmounted by wings, and was thought to be able to induce slumber. It was also a sign of peace or diplomacy, so it seems only fitting that this staff should end up in Nike's hands as she scoured the battlefield. It's believed that when Nike was pictured with the staff of Hermes, it meant that she had taken on a role as a messenger from the gods. Between her wings, her staff, and all of the equipment she sported, almost every piece of imagery associated with Nike had some sort of a connection to victory. And speaking of victory, Nike and her family play an integral role in the Titanomachy, the cataclysmic war between the gods and the titans. Before the titan war had started, Zeus began gathering allies, and it didn't take long for Styx, a firm ally of Zeus, to enlist the help of her children, including Nike, to assist in the war against the titans. Nike ended up being appointed as the official charioteer for Zeus, and along with her siblings, the four of them became the sentinels of Zeus's throne. And Styx, the daughter of Oceanus, was joined to Pallas and Berzelos and trim ankled Nike in the house. Also, she brought forth Kratos and Bea, wonderful children. These have no house apart from Zeus, nor any dwelling nor path except that wherein God leads them, but they dwell always with Zeus, the loud thunderer. For so did Styx, the deathless daughter of Oceanus, plan on that day when the Olympian Lightner called all the deathless gods to Great Olympus and said that whosoever of the gods would fight with him against the titans, he would not cast him out from his rights, but each should have the office which he had before amongst the deathless gods. And he declared that he who was without office and rights, as is just. So deathless Styx came first to Olympus with her children through the wit of her dear father. And Zeus honored her and gave her very great gifts. Before her, he appointed to be the great oath of the gods, and her children to live with him always. And as he promised, so he performed fully unto them all. For this reason, Nike is often depicted alongside the chariot of Zeus, which has resulted in her being seen as a symbol for great speed and flight. For her aid and support in the Titanomachy, Nike was rewarded with a seat on Mount Olympus and eternal protection from Zeus. In illustrations, she can often be seen seated next to Zeus himself. This is where it should start to become fairly clear to you why Nike's name was chosen for the popular sporting brand. Nike's brand is entirely synonymous with the things that the goddess most closely represented victory, speed, success, valor. The Greeks even believed that Nike held the ability to strengthen their human capabilities, which is a message I'm sure Nike's branding team can get behind. And that's where the company, formerly known as Blue Ribbon Sports, 
ditched their old name, and became Nike in 1971. Today, Nike is one of the largest sporting brands in the world, worth almost $50 billion. But the financial success of Nike is not nearly as important as the champions that it has helped foster, with Olympians and record holders all over the world proudly sporting the Nike name for the past few decades and many decades to come. I can think of no greater show of respect to the goddess Nike than victory. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. As always, leave your video suggestions down below.